so this is our as of yet untitled podcast. Um, <laughs> my name is Jay. I'm here with Anna and Kaiser. Hello, I'm Anna. I'm Kaiser. Uh, and the premise is that uh, I know a little bit about history, and I'm going to explain a person or event, today it'll be a person, to them uh, that they know little to nothing about, and hopefully it is educational and potentially funny. Um, my background is I have a bachelor's in history from NKU that is still in an envelope in my basement, uh, and I have the internet. So, I would not recommend using this as a scholarly source, and if you have a PhD and think you know better, you probably do. Uh, and that's fine. So if for some reason this ever actually ends up on the internet and you have notes, I'll read them and probably respond curtly if I think you're wrong. So, uh, and we'll post, post those on some social yeah, media yeah, platform. Yeah, I'll make sure people see them. That's <laughs> yeah. I got a political career in the future to ruin. Perfect. Uh, so anything y'all want to add before I, I get started, I guess? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm just ready to learn. Okay. I, I hope that I provide an educational experience. Uh, so the topic of today's uh, episode, I guess it would be, is a man called Diogenes of Sinai, uh, who is Greek, uh, and I have titled this, the subtitle I put in parentheses, The Frank Reynolds of Ancient Greece, if that means anything. Who is Frank Reynolds? Frank Reynolds is a character played by Danny DeVito on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Frank, Always Sunny. There there will be, uh, I think, some parallels. You can tell me how much you have, and I'm done. So, we'll start with his early life, because why wouldn't we? Diogenes was born in a Greek colony in Anatolia called Sinope. Uh, Anatolia would be what is Turkey today, but there weren't any Turks there, so it would be weird to call it that then. Mm. Uh, not much is known about his early life, except for that his father, Hysesius, which I probably said wrong, hopefully someone lets me know. Hysesius, oh. H-I-C-E-S-I-A-S, Greeks, right? I got plenty of them. Yeah. Was involved in banking. Uh, Nothing mentions his mother, and that's probably because people back then didn't really think women mattered. Right. Uh, which is a bummer, but here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing. I couldn't it's find true. anything. It's I true, find but anything. still. Uh, so he was born in the early 400s BC, uh, either 412 or 404. Uh, and most of his life is, is probably apocryphal or slightly exaggerated because they didn't have census data or anything. So I'm kind of going to hit all the points that may or may not have happened. Uh, his father was caught up in a scandal involving the debasement of currency which means and he made coins out of like gold back then and you put something else in it and kept the gold. Right. Yeah, yeah, good business, right? Nice. Um, Also, maybe Diogenes did that, uh, or maybe he just went down because he was his father's son, or maybe, supposedly, he went to the Oracle of Delphi and was told to debase political currency, but he misunderstood uh, because she only answered in riddles, which Greeks fucking loved riddles. It's just a a through line. Yeah, so like, what does that... What would be political currency? I, I don't know. There was the whole thing with the Athenian like wooden wall, and they're like, oh, that means ships. So uh, maybe like try and take down someone politically, but be a mess with the money. Uh, so oh. regardless of all the things that may or may not have happened, uh, archaeological evidence shows that someone was definitely skimming off the top because the coins were in the base. Someone was fucking nice. with them. <laughs> So uh, shit went south. Uh, people get real mad when you fuck with their money. Uh, so he fucked off to Athens, just went back to Greece proper. Hmm. Uh, not really sure when that was. Uh, he arrived in Athens sometime between whatever year he actually happened to be born in 323 BC, which is the year he died, uh, because I can't really figure out when he showed up. And based on what I'm going to start telling you in a little bit, he, he was probably like a 60-year-old man forever. Uh, oh. Just a fucking curmudgeon. So, just born old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just like a real asshole, but, you know, but funny, I think. So we'll find out. Okay. 
So he showed up, and like many Greeks, he had a slave named Manes with him, uh, saw how shit was going, and immediately bailed. That was really the whole thing. He apparently showed up with a guy, and the guy was like, uh, I'm out, because I got no ties to you, and was, this thing is fucking weird. Was he allowed to do that as a slave? Uh, I don't think he was allowed, but like, he did it I mean, he's gone. Yeah, so, they don't have uh, CCTV back then. That, you can kind of yeah. just disappear. Can you just change me? Like, no, you, I'm not, not that kind. No. You could, but I mean, like, I, I fear, like, you know. Yeah. And, and weirdly enough, because the only mentions I could find of him were in this context, it does seem like one of those things where it was, uh, well, you know, after that happened, Diogenes apparently said, uh, well, you know, slaves can live without their masters, apparently, so relying on slaves, is, it's fucking dumb, so why would we do that? So no oh. more slaves for him. Progressive. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I will mention at this point that I don't, if you can't tell, speak Greek. Uh, and I would assume everything he said was in Greek, so I'm kind of putting some flavor on it. But more or less, if you look this stuff up, people wrote it in flowery, like, English language. And I don't feel like that's how this man talked. So, yeah. that's, uh, that's how I'm going. So, I might editorialize a bit. <laughs> um, so, he arrived in Athens um, on the run. And it seemed like his singular focus, based on everything he did after that, was just to uh, be a nuisance and call people on their bullshit. Right. Uh, so he found somebody he could relate to, weirdly enough, uh, and this guy was a follower of Socrates, who uh, had already drank the hemlock, I believe. Uh, this guy's name was Antisthenes, and uh, he had a whole uh, uh, very uh, aesthetic thing. He was all focused on moving past earthly pleasures and living very simple. So that was this guy's philosophy, and Diogenes loved it, just tagged in. Um, Antisthenes did not like Diogenes. He was the antithesis yeah, of Diogenes. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and he was, he was just not happy that this dude was following around. So, but Diogenes was all for it. He was like, yeah. yo, you're my master now. And, and Antisthenes was like, fuck that off, please. That is pretty much how it went down. Like, um, like, I don't know this. Like, it's like you're trying to dodge him on the street. Yes. And, like, Diogenes, was he living in his, in his barrel at the time? The, so, the barrel comes in up. In a barrel? Okay. Ooh, yeah, we'll get to yeah, okay. Oh, I'm so excited. So these are the this one of the few things I know about this man is that rumor has it he lived in a barrel. Yes. He shit on the street and he lived in a barrel. Yeah, he did both those things. Is this the Frank or is this the cricket? Um, hmm. That's also a good parallel. <laughs> did um, he ever boil denim? I, I do not I did not find any credible sources to say he okay. boiled denim. All right. so, uh, I'm leaning yeah, towards cricket. I'm leaning toward cricket now. Um so he, he followed Antisthenes around to the point where apparently Antisthenes swung his staff at him. Whoa. And Diogenes went like, hey, man, like, you can swing that shit all you want. Like, I, I'm not backing off. I'm into your, your deal. So uh, Diogenes just does stop the fuck out of him for a while. Uh, or maybe he didn't or maybe he never met because there's no, you know, it's apocryphal. But uh, he definitely uh, was into the guy's philosophy. And uh, this was uh, the first story credited to giving Diogenes a dog-like nature, which is something that he definitely um, leaned into with the future shitting on the street. Oh, God. <laughs> not sure um, we, we don't know. Shitting on immortal. the street, humping yeah. strangers. So, regardless of not they actually met, because it's so hard to tell with like, Greek history and stuff like that, they were definitely in Athens at the same time. Uh, and quickly, because I'd never heard of Antisthenes before I started doing my research on this, uh, Diogenes surpassed his idol in both his reputation for austerity and uh, just being known as the most annoying fucking guy in Athens. So he had a, a reputation. Like, what annoying shit would he do? Ooh, ooh. Well, so we're getting to your part right now. Okay. He didn't even bother having a house. Right. Very, Instead, he lived in the market in Athens, which... That's and, very freaking of him. Yeah, and in Greek culture, like, the market was very public or whatever, and you were supposed to have a private life where you did other shit, and he didn't believe in Whoa. that. So people didn't like that. 
Uh, and the sources say he lived in either a barrel, a giant ceramic pot, or a fucking bathtub. Which I don't know that they really had that then. Bathtub. He was Oscar yeah. the Grouch of the. Oh my god! So, a, a very he was Oscar the Grouch. Is Oscar the Grouch based on him? Maybe. That's actually a good question. Whoa. And, and next episode, I will do follow-up research on that question. I want to know. That would be great. And that would be a really deep cut for Sesame Street. Right. Right. But really not surprising. Off. They're no, very no. well educated. Well, I mean, I'm also they kind of... They help me quite a lot. I kind of hope <laughs> not so. Like, part of me wishes that he wasn't based on it, but if he if he is, I'm glad they cut out the shitting on the street part yeah, well, for Oscar the Crouch. You just assume he's shitting on the street. He lives in a garbage can. He lives in a... Listen. He's not going to shit in his house. Exactly. He's his not going to shit. It's also like a pocket dimension. All right. You can That's All right. Wait, stuff. we're getting way off. We're not talking about Sesame Street. We're talking about Diagonese. I fair. mean, I don't really mind going off topic. I'll do an episode on Oscar the Grouch. Why not? There's right. tons of history. Follow up, Oscar the Grouch. There we go. Compare and contrast to Diogenes. So, as mentioned before, the Greeks had like feelings about the market and stuff. And you had public life and uh, private life. But so you had to have your public life, and Diogenes was always there. So like to the people, he was always there, on. You couldn't avoid him. He lived in the market. Like oh in, no. Yeah, so so um, you'd be oh like just God. hanging out with your friends, and you'd be like, oh yeah, like yeah. I just closed this so, this banger deal, and you'd be like, he might you want to? He'd be like, what are you talking about? You talking about deals over here? I have a deal for you. <laughs> all he had, all he had besides his barrel or or bathtub or whatever he was living in, is he had a bowl. That was his only possession. I assume he wore some clothing, but it was not mentioned. Because uh, I think they'd have talked to him. And the Greeks would like, it takes out all Yo. So I'm assuming, like, you know, your, your tunic or whatever and a bowl. Uh, and then he had the bowl um, until uh, one day uh, he walked around. All he did was he would get the bowl and get water out of the water. And he just begged for food. He's like, feed me. Come on, someone feed me. And most people, it seemed like someone would feed him out of just straight up fucking annoyance. Like, oh, oh my so god, shut up! Here you go. So it wasn't pity. It wasn't be like, oh, this poor so. man, he's living in a barrel. I've like... not found one source that anybody ever pitied this man. Oh, uh, just a bunch of exasperation and what you're doing, rubbing your temples right now. Jesus. Uh, then apparently one day he saw a child using his hands to drink water out of a fountain, and he lost his fucking mind. He's like, what, what, what a fucking idiot I've been having this, just being burdened with this bowl this bowl this oh, earthly possession shit. that has weighed me down and just fucking chucked it away he was like it was a luxury to him this child the wisdom of children right right but that's almost <laughs> a like a fucking man who's a dog as far as the <laughs> uh the idea of no earthly possessions like the the austerity is almost buddhist and i was just thinking especially like the asking for food it was right. very oh, much like a like a yeah. Well, he's like, monk. why would I need this bowl when I have nature's bowl of it my It is hand? kind of startling that it took him that long into his life to realize yeah. that you can just drink with your hands. Yeah. Well, he was probably just like, listen, I've always drank out of this bowl. I've done it. Like, <laughs> I feel like he I, was laying in his I eat out of this one bowl. One night, he's like, oh, I got a great bit for tomorrow. This is going to fucking kill. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate it. But. <laughs> I can I almost imagine him being annoying in the mm. fact of, like he takes the bowl, like he's just like grandstanding, and everyone's like trying to like, ignore him. And he's like, "Who needs this bowl?" And he shatters the bowl on the ground. Threw it on the ground. And he's like, "These are nature's bowls." And he'll he'll like say something profound, like he like the man who is without a bowl need only look to himself or something. Some guy who's been at this like, like two days, he's like, "Look, don't don't look at him. Like don't I'm make eye right, but." It's gonna come over here. Right, but the dude who like has been in Athens two days is just probably like freaking is. Freaking the fuck out because he's like, "What is this crazy man doing in the middle of the square? And why is no one looking at him?" We're used to it. You get used to him. That's Diogenes. All right. They move past it. So 
That being said, despite the fact that the legend says that he had, you know, he had no uh, possessions, apparently at one point for another bit, he got a hold of a lantern that he would light and walk around during the day and just go up to people oh, and put it in their face and they'd go, excuse me, what are you doing? And he'd go, I'm looking for someone who's not full of shit. Wait, wait, I'm looking for what was it? I'm looking so, for the one good. I'm looking for an honest man. I'm looking for an honest. I don't think he said that. No, I I feel like he's just crazy enough to be almost confrontational. Oh yes. God, yes. Where, where he's like looking for an honest just, man. Yes, for I can't seem to find him as he's like holding this lantern or candle up to this person's face and being like, well, I can't find him. Guess I better <laughs> keep looking. And like. Just dudes trying to be restrained from like pummeling the shit out of them. Probably, and yet no, uh, no uh, historical records I could find of him getting shit kicked. I really like to imagine someone snapped at one point. Right, maybe he was like really good. Like he was yeah. like he was handy in a fight. He had a couple. Well, I mean, he's living in a barrel on the streets, <laughs> yeah. so he's probably fighting off dogs. Like cricket, he's got to be. I think he was like he was probably the leader of a pack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's, that's a whole uh, through line through his thing. And the dogs um, were like, well, we got to go to the river to shit. And he's like, no, you can shit on the streets. You just do it right, do here. It right here. No one will stop and you. And all the dogs were like, so. that's a good idea. But, like, the thing I'm trying to understand, maybe we'll get there in a second. Oh, I'll let you know. Come on. Give you your spot. How is this person remembered? I mean, there are countless that's beautiful. We are crazy there. people and yet. that shout about philosophy. Okay. How did he become so memorable? So... Despite the fact that his whole thing was just calling people on their bullshit and being an asshole, he is, uh, he is basically viewed as the first uh, cynic philosopher. Oh. Uh, he would partake, when, you, when I say partake, we'll get to that a little more, but he would go to like, you know, the, the, the symposiums where they would talk. Educate me on what a cynic is other than someone who's just too cool for everything. Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Everything's bullshit, and I don't know why we bother, was basically his deal, and that's what they that's did. That's a philosophy. But I, but I thought like... That's not just uh, being a jerk. I thought, yeah, I thought there was like a... Wasn't Aurelius a cynic? He was a stoic. A stoic, sorry. And cynicism is what stoicism was built upon. Right. Oh. So, granted, you have to keep in mind. Now, I would argue, based on this guy and what I know about Socrates, Socrates was probably more of an impressive mind, but Socrates, the basis of his first philosophy was literally, all I know is I know nothing. So he questioned everything. Exactly. So, but this is the time when you could just be this guy and people are like, no shit, he's got some ideas. Damn. Did so. no one have an idea? Like, they were just like, listen, we've been... We've been eating out of this pin drop for I thousands of years. Because we, they wrote down all they this stuff ideas, about this They had ideas, but they hadn't actually started capitalizing on them yet. I, I thought they wrote it down, but... Like, yeah. maybe, like, clouds are not real sometimes, or, like, just someone being like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then he was just annoying enough there. Yeah. They were just like, all right. Uh, and so all right, maybe we, we can't help but think about this because right. it's in our face it's in my, Yeah, it's in my brain. I can't get it out. <laughs> he did make a habit out of annoying some other very famous people, so maybe it's just he was that near them, but... Who did he... Who else famous did uh, he? We're, we're, we're okay, there. okay so, sorry. Um, we're jumping ahead. So, yeah, I mean, he's viewed as one of the, the basis of Western thought among with, uh, you know, like like I mentioned, Socrates. Um, and uh, so one of the things he loved to do uh, in public, because you, I, if anybody's amazed by this, I'd love to hear it, but... He would just, just fucking jerk off in the middle of the market. That's people, what I was that wondering. Tracks. That yeah. tracks. Uh, that that's does. weird, dude. What are you doing? He'd be like, well, I know I'm, I'm, I'm horny and I can jerk off. That's great. Like, I wish I could pat my stomach and I'd feel full. 
And I assume people are like, that's not an answer, man. You just cranked out in public. Well, you're just going to clean that up. And I, he just probably walked off. He probably like shit uh, over it. He was like, there, now it's clean. Yeah, so yeah, there we go. So that was, that just, he just fucking. To be fair, in a Greek market, I feel like semen is probably one of the least disgusting things you're going to find. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, like they're like pouring wine and then like on the ground and they scoop the lead, loud wine. Lead sweetened wine and then there's the. Oh, that's kind of that good flavor. Ooh, it tastes so spicy. I don't know why. Anyway, I can't see anymore. Apparently, jerking off and eating in public was weird too to the Greeks. Really? Interesting. Yeah, apparently. So he would just be like chopping down, like, hey, you know, like, okay, cool, you can take that. And he's like, nope, sweet olives, bro. And I'm going to jerk off over there. And that, he just did that. Uh, this is a much more like that's a power move. Almost. Yes, I, I, I am conservative amazed, culture than I realized. I am amazed that he, like I said, basically went unscathed. Uh, but still, like I said, he had some pretty famous contemporaries that I would assume most people at least know the name of if they don't know much about. But one of them was a man named Plato. Uh, Plato, who's is, that guy? Uh, uh, I don't Socrates, think I've heard of him. Socrates, most did he uh, make clay? Yeah, he did not. No, we know it actually. They all had jobs otherwise. Like Wait, Plato really... and Socrates had jobs? Yes. Uh, Athens was well known that, like, you I thought the job was being a philosopher. Yeah. You basically work, like, half a day, and then in the afternoon, you just fuck around, go to the market, chill out, and stuff. Yeah, so it was a pretty sweet life. I believe Socrates might have been a potter. He might have been a carpenter. Uh, I think by Plato and Aristotle, I would have to do more research, but I think they kind of leaned into it full time. But Socrates should start off as an old, an asshole man in public who'd just be like, they'd be like, uh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. He'd be like, do you need kids? And they'd be like, of course you do. Well, what makes you think that? Well, because I've seen all this stuff. Have you seen everything? All Socrates did was ask questions. The yeah. Socratic method is literally just going, are you sure? Right. What makes you, what, what do you know about that? Also known as being the most annoying human alive. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and Socrates was well known for kind of being an asshole too, but n- not on this level. It's like he never got out of that stage when you're a little kid where you just ask why all the time. And that's the basis of the entire Western <laughs> philosophical pantheon. This is never growing up. Just going, but, but why? But why? Why? Exactly. I mean, that is philosophy. Why? Why? So, yeah. Socrates ran afoul of, you know, the, the Athenian powers that be for uh, corrupting the children and they made him drink poison. So he's <laughs> dead. Uh, but Plato's around, the guy who wrote down everything Socrates said, because Socrates did not write down shit. He didn't care. Right. He just was not into it. But Plato goes, okay, good. Got it. Good. And he, he built off some of that. So uh, Diogenes and Plato were contemporaries. And. Uh, Plato would still go out and he'd lecture in public, so like he's trying to carry on the Socrates thing, and Diogenes would just love to go hang out. Um, oh God, I can only imagine. He would show up with food to the to the, with the, food? the symposium. Food he assumedly stole or, or was given begged. to shut the fuck up and just start like chomping down on crackers. Where we're like, what are you talking about? What are you guys doing? As Plato's giving his grand speeches, um, and Plato did not like that. Uh, one time, Plato gave his was was trying to define what is a man. And Plato defined a man as a uh, featherless biped. You know what I mean? Like on two legs, no feathers, not like a bird. Fuck. So Diogenes, and I'm sure just laughing his dick off the whole time, went out and got a chicken and plucked all the feathers <laughs> off it and threw it into the, the amphitheater or what have you where Plato was speaking. And, dude, I found a man. I found <laughs> another man. And uh, Plato, I just assumed, was just fucking over it and uh, just went, okay, with a uh, uh, featherless bi- biped with broad fly tails because chickens have talons. Right. Get the fuck out. What are you doing? Come on. Where, where did he get a chicken so fast? Well, uh, he lives in the market, so it's convenient for him. Yeah. Uh, and eventually, <laughs> apparently, Plato kind of just was like, okay, the dude's around. He's got thoughts. I might not agree with them, but eh, spirit of debate. Why not? So, right. Like, Plato was not I got nothing a better fan, than <laughs> but they apparently kind of leaned into it a little bit each other. So, that's all in Athens. 
uh, at some point, Diogenes apparently got tired of just cranking down in Athens and bothering Plato and everybody else. Uh, and so he got on a boat to uh, an island in the Saronic Gulf, west of Athens, and uh, no one necessarily knows why. And it was said that he left and went there, but there's not really any records uh, that he was ever there. But supposedly he was captured by pirates and sold on the island of Crete, where he had fought by a man from Corinth, which is another Greek city named Zeniades. Uh, and he only really is brought up because apparently he owned Diogenes as a slave. So, there we that go. That must have been like the worst buy. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, can you think he of would not be a good slave. Right, he's just like, like immediately as soon as you buy him, he's like, well, where's my barrel? Can I jerk off all the time? Like, <laughs> so, and uh, how do you get him to do anything? Right, because he previously lived in a barrel. What is his motivation? Well, one of uh, the only things that is attributed to Zeniades, which I'm probably messing up badly, uh, in, in the records was, uh, he asked Diogenes what his profession was when he bought him as a slave. And his response was, governing men, so I'm looking for a master who wants to be a slave. I'm not sure if he was being clever or kinky. Uh, but that's supposedly what he said to the guy. Whoa. And uh, Zeniades thought that shit was clever, so he went, I'm going to teach my kids. Ah. A, that's like, <laughs> oh my god. Wow, that's that, a little... It's in, it's in oh. the books and shit, man. I'm telling you, because my response... This was, man who was previously jerking off in the street is oh. now teaching children. I don't know if he mentioned that part. Although I don't feel like he stopped doing that. So, uh, well, no, he probably based had a, on a really had a questionably kinky so conversation. So, uh, Diogenes ended up in Corinth, uh, living with Zeniades' family right the rest of his life. Uh, he taught the young men of Zeniades' uh, household, and then he was set free, or um, apparently maybe he was set free immediately but hung out, uh, or maybe he died a slave and just kept his bullshit up. Because uh, Greek slavery was kind of, you know, so you'd have the teachers and stuff, and they're just like, I own you, but like, we'll feed you, and you didn't whip them a lot and stuff. It was a little bit different than chattel slavery, which is its own nightmare. Yeah, and it was more like, listen, like, you're more of my household now. Yeah. Like, just stick around. It's kind be of douche. like an eternal retainer. Yeah, yeah. so we're not really <laughs> sure of what the technical slavery status of him was, but we do know that the records say he died in Corinth. Now, Corinth much more north in Greece than Athens. So uh, he also had some more run-ins with uh, some famous people. Um, there are twice tales that he uh, interacted with Macedonian royalty. Uh, the first was Philip II oh. of Macedon. Wow. And uh, the whole town was freaking out because Phil's coming. And uh, they're all getting ready and, you know, getting ready for the big visit. And since Diogenes was Diogenes, they, they didn't give him shit to do. <laughs> so he just started rolling a barrel back and forth in the market to look busy. Uh, so that that way, no one would actually notice he was doing nothing and give him anything to do. So uh, apparently, he was just all day rolling the same thing back and forth, probably laughing to himself because I get the feeling he thought he was very funny. Uh, and that was that. <laughs> Philip came, and that one was the end of that. But Philip had a son. Well, if he does sometimes, yes, Philip's he does. son, uh, kind of, you might have heard of him. His name was Alexander, and in fact, after a while, was he we great? Him, he was very great. So, Alexander the Great has a run-in with Diogenes. Oh. Right. Alexander the Great, the 19-year-old man who, who willed an army across the deserts and conquered Persia. You know, just a, a wild story that I might do an episode on if I can find someone who doesn't know Alexander the Great. But, so. I only know movies. Okay. Ooh, and then we're Colin Farrell. What a shame. It was mm. not great. No. I wanted to like it. Even the director's cut wasn't good. Yeah. It was very bad. It was not good. It was so, too, too long. If you're listening, don't watch Alexander. That's... Well, I mean, watch it just for Anthony Hopkins. Okay, yeah, all right. That's fair. And he's great in everything, though. Yeah. He's great in Thor. Like, well, how did he fit into Thor? And he made Thor. Oh. I digress. Thor. So, Alexander comes to Corinth. 
Uh, and Diogenes by this time had a reputation. He's not one of those guys where like they found writings after he's dead. Like people knew about him. He was talked about. Oh, um, I can only imagine the bullshit yeah. that he got up to in Athens. He was even more on it in Corinth, simply because he has a place to jerk off now. Which he, yeah. he's teaching children, which is a major red flag. <laughs> uh, and then also, when he's not teaching children, jerking off, or eating the food that his family's given him. I guarantee he's probably living, not living, but sitting in a barrel in the Corinth marketplace doing the exact same shit, except that there's no other, like, contemporary, like, Socrates or uh, Antithes, yeah. Antitheses uh, to, to, like, balance that out. So all they had was just Diogenes spouting shit constantly. No wonder. Yeah. So, contradict him. to right, that, literally. Uh, whether that was why he was known or whatever, so Alexander shows up. This is when he's still getting Greece all consolidated, because they got out pretty after his dad died. <laughs> so, keep in mind, this is the young man who's going to go on to conquer what is, at the time, the known world of the Greeks. Uh, but he was educated. Aristotle was the, uh, Plato's, the person who went after Plato, that Plato taught, and he was Alexander's personal tutor. So, the guy had a really good education. Uh, and whether Aristotle told him based on Plato's recommendation, etc., he knew about Diogenes and went, this guy seems really interesting. I would love to talk to him. So, according to the story, Diogenes is laying in the middle of the market, just in a sunbeam, like a, like a, a dog sunning its belly. And uh, Alexander walks up and introduces himself as Alexander, the king of Macedonia. And uh, upon being introduced to this great conqueror of Greece, Diogenes told him, uh, could you get the fuck out of my son? Uh, and Alexander was just like, holy shit, this guy. It's like, if I weren't me, I'd love to be Diogenes. Uh, and Diogenes replies, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, being these brands. So I don't know what's up. Uh, Literally living the life of a dog. Oh, God. And that is basically, as his story kind of ends, he died in 383 BC, I think I said earlier. They, you know, they got a note of that. Uh, and so that was, that guy existed. He was real. Some of this stuff might be embellished or made up, but he is... If you go to school for philosophy, he's one of the first people you might learn a little bit about. Uh, and it was basically for shitting in public and daring people to call him out on it. So, right, so do you know anything about his philosophical leanings? So I, I, read a, I read a little bit of a blurb. So it's like uh, the world we live in was held back by things like separation of public and private life. Uh, until we got past caring about such things and not just jerking off wherever we felt like it, we were, keep, we were keeping ourselves from being humans. We were, we were fighting our natural instincts. Um, that society was the enemy of progression? Yeah, he seemed to, his whole thing was basically being a dog. Cynicism, and I don't know enough Greek to, uh, to do this, was based, is based on the Greek word for dog in some sense. So people at the time were like, this dude's literally living oh. like a dog, you fucking cynic. Oh. Um, he, he took that accusation and made it his own. Uh, when asked why he was not insulted to be compared to a dog, he said, it was true. I love people who give me shit. I bark at those who don't. I bite assholes. Like, I'm just, I'm fucking... I'm here for it, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be my new philosophy. Much like a dog. Uh, and cynicism comes from the Greek word from dog. Uh, so my, my comparison for Frank was he started off uh, financially. He was in banking and shit. Uh, did that for a while. Tried to live poor. Got real weird. Uh, I think the cricket comparison was great. But yeah, like that that's a real man that we have historical records of. Uh, they're a little fuzzy, but there that had a impact on Western thought. So did he have any followers? Uh, I couldn't find anything like that. Not like an Aristotle after his Plato or anything right. like that. Um, and not like him chasing Antisthenes around. I think, can you imagine, like, I could imagine being like 
a young man and be like, this guy's got a point. But then after like eight days of shit in the street, it's like, I'm going to go home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I imagine it hangers on at times. But uh, yeah, no, he didn't really have anything like that. But the Stoics fucking loved him. Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius based a lot of their stuff on this because Stoicism is based on the sort of like, we need to, to find the things that we don't need in life and get rid of them and, mm. and cling to the things we do and right. find balance and like, you know, take the good and the bad and stuff. So that was, they built off that. They're like, we don't fucking need all this stuff. We got too much shit. Right. Which was... apparently he lived by shit in the streets and jerking off wherever he wanted, but. I do like how the Stoics, though, were based on how Aurelius was, you know, it's the idea that, yeah, the world is shit. We need to find out what's important to us, but we don't want to lose the trappings of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marcus Aurelius would be my favorite philosopher, which is uh, like a hobby of mine. I'm not that well-versed. So, yeah, but so he might not have got right meditations, you know, fighting the Germans on the front lines if we hadn't had this dude shit in the streets. So, you know. Holy crap. My goodness. So, yeah, that's what I got for this one. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, what a crazy man. Yeah, yeah. Are you glad to know a little bit more about the Agnes now? I I'm am. so excited. I want to learn more. Well, and so I did, you know, I will post sources that you can look at if you want. You're here. You advise. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's stuff, there's stuff on this guy. This is like, he was not a hard person to research. I just still can't wrap my mind around how basically the shouting homeless man became such a significant feature in history. Yeah, and it's just, was he just the first one where he was hanging out near the right people? Or did he have that, that charismatic blend or something? It's hard to tell because, you know, he just got like what people wrote down about him. And the thing you have to recall about history at the time is like, there were obvious, there were always biases. Like if someone didn't like him. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, there's enough people saying this dude shit in the streets that he definitely, he, he shit in the streets. I, I feel I'm very like comfortably from saying that somebody is gross or someone is, like, a jerk, sure. But, like, these are very specific rumors oh, to yeah. spreading. They, they were corroborated. I mean, I, like, I only did four sources for this one. I, like, I buy it. Essentially the same story. I buy it. So, um, that, that's <laughs> all I got for this one. Any thoughts, follow-ups? You need to plug anything, Kaiser? Uh, yeah. So I'm on several podcasts, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm I do a podcast with my friend Justin, where we make shitty movies. It's called Building the Draft. We're on Spotify and Stitcher. Sometimes I'm on uh, another of my friends' podcasts. It's OMW Justin M. Very good. So if you want to see me on that, you got anything? Nope, not really. Oh. I'm just. Here to I'm learn. Super glad to give Kyle the <laughs> opportunity to plug his podcast on the first episode of one that hasn't even been uploaded. Right, yet. So exactly. I really hope he gets ones or twos of listeners from it. Um, I will also plug OMW though because I've been on an episode. It was actually with Kaiser. It was a great time. Yes, it was. So I hope to get back on there someday, and I hope to have Dustin on here. If anybody that ever listens to this and we haven't picked a name yet has any ideas, sure. And if you think I'm wrong or you hate us or something, let me know too because I like to get in fights on the internet. Yay! Sounds cool. good.